You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. Hoopballers! Welcome back to another episode of Today in Sports Betting. It is Thursday, 1235 on the East Coast. We have a fantastic show for you today. I'm Ira Silver at Ira Silver Magic on Twitter, as always. Uh, this is Today in Sports Betting, a hoopball presentation. I got my good buddy John Ryan again on the show. We had a, a fantastic electric show yesterday. Won a lot of the listeners a lot of money. Hoping to continue that hot streak today. John, how are you this morning? I'm doing great, Ira. How are you doing? Doing well, doing well. Before we jump into some games, we got some baseball games to break down. Some, we'll run through some, the NFL card as well. We know everybody loves to bet the NFL, so we'll get into that as well. Uh, before we do that, just want to give a shout-out to our sponsors over at Manscaped.com. They got the new and improved and electric lawnmower 3.0 with their water-resistant technology. It is fantastic. I love mine. So should you. Go to manscaped.com, type in the promo code HOOPBALL20. That's H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L-2-0 at manscaped.com. Get 20% off and free shipping. So, John, yesterday we, we talked about it, the, the ball carrying out at Dodger Stadium during the day games. Uh, it was a sight to see. Lots of home runs in that A's-Astros game. Uh, hit that one right on the head. I don't know why I did not get down on the over. It must have been because I was preoccupied with some work stuff. Um, but yeah, that was a really good call there. I had the A's, uh, first five didn't win. They blew a, uh, a two run lead there in the bottom of the fifth, but I did bet the A's live in game. Um, and I bet them a little bit before the game as well at minus minus one fifteen. uh, got there. And then your play with the Tampa Bay Rays yesterday was a great call. They dominated that game throughout. I placed a first five wager on the way on the Rays. I placed a full game wager on the raise at about four units i up my unit size because of you so i appreciate that uh today we're gonna jump into the slate and uh yeah just wanted to you know hats off to you on that tampa call that was fantastic yeah thanks you know it was uh it's always nice when they go start to finish without trailing yeah it doesn't happen all the time yeah and you know this yankees team they can put runs up pretty quickly but uh tampa bay is has had their numbers so that was a really good call. The only time I lost Tampa was I bet them in game one of the series. So uh, Tampa has been good to me so far uh, this, uh, this postseason. We'll continue that streak hopefully today. Uh, let's kick it off with the, uh, the Atlanta Braves, Miami Marlins. Marlins six toes, Sanchez on the mound versus Kyle Wright. The Braves minus 130, Miami plus 110 here over under nine runs shaded to the over at, at minus 115. Uh, am I crazy or I like the Marlins. I like them first five. I like them full game. I think this is a must, obviously it's a must win game for the Marlins. I just think that Kyle Wright, obviously not such a great pitcher for the Braves in their rotation. Sixto Sanchez. Uh, he's got some nasty stuff. I like, I like the kid a lot. Uh, Give us maybe some nuggets of information, or maybe uh, you can talk me out of my play here on the Marlins. I've been 0 for 0-4 in this series with the Marlins so far, so hopefully this one will go a little bit better. Yeah, I, th- I think that's the right side, uh, Ira. Kyle Wright, as you mentioned, is, is not one of your better pitchers at the Major League Baseball level. He's... Um, Exit velocity is okay at 87 miles an hour, and that matches what uh, Sanchez has pitching for the, the Marlins. Uh, but when you get to the, the real important stuff, and we all know, you know, when you walk a guy to start an inning, it's 60% or higher that that runner is going to score. Oh, that well, tilts me well, the most when I'm on a team and, and, the, and, and, and then they walk the first batter in the inning. I'm like, oh, here we go. I'm up 2-0. Here we go. 
Well, as, as you and I were talking earlier before the show, I've been involved in baseball, coaching youth baseball anywhere from the age of 13 to 18 U at a at pretty high levels. And I actually have an email for that that's called first pitch strike. And there's nothing more important than first pitch strike. Um, I think Kershaw last night at one point was 15 out of 16 batters, first pitch strike. Uh, so even when the teams know that it's going to be in the strike zone, they still can't hit it. With Kyle Wright, it's a different story. 14.3% of the batters he's faced this year have ended up at first base without getting the bat off their shoulders. So I think with, um, with the Marlins, and you know, this goes to credit Mattingly, I think, because a lot of people didn't think that his stern – you know, military type approach that he's known for was going to work with young, young players that are extremely talented. And, and sure enough, it has this year. So generally, the, the younger the player, um, especially from the, the Caribbean region, for whatever reason, they love fastballs. It could be up by their eyes and they'll swing at it. But this, he's been able to instruct them and I forget who the hitting coach is there, but they've worked magic down there and getting these guys to be disciplined at the plate. And I doubt whether you're going to see any of the Marlin batters swing at the first pitch, uh, at least for the first time around in the order. And, you know, clearly if Kyle Wright doesn't have it and he starts walking these guys to start an inning, then I think a live bet on the Marlins right away um, would be a great bet. All right. Awesome. Uh, we got another uh, interesting matchup here. Houston leads the series two games to one at Dodger Stadium. Lots of long bombs yesterday. You called it. Um, we got a line here on the game at minus 110 to both sides. No pitchers listed yet, but uh, I do believe they just announced Zach Greinke as the starter for the Astros in this game against Frankie Montas for the Athletics. Looks pretty even here. Again, very tight series in terms of betting lines. No real uh, true uh, big favorites to start the games here. I was on the A's last night. It worked out full game for me. Uh, what do you got to say about this game? Is there anything you're looking at today? You got to think the Oakland A's are going to try to get this W. Otherwise, they go home. Yeah, and it'll be all, all men on deck. Um, yeah, Montage is, is a much better pitcher, in my opinion, than his stats indicate. Uh, last three starts, 528 ERA is, is hardly impressive. But his last start against Seattle, in which the team won 6-2, to two, he went six innings for the first time in a while, allowed two runs. Actually, none, none of those two runs were earned either. Uh, on four hits, two walks, and 13 Ks. So whatever he and the pitching coach figured out uh, – had to be something because it's very rare that you see a starting pitcher at the major league baseball level go from single digit strikeouts, sometimes not even making it to five and then suddenly soaring to 13. Uh, so I think he is going to pitch a lot better than what a minus 110 line would indicate. Uh, Zank Granke, you know, Hall of Famer for sure, uh, should be first ballot unanimous, but there'll be some dope out there that won't vote for him. Um, but you know, he's, he's getting up in age and unfortunately I, this is, this news has happened so quick. I don't have his uh, metrics available to me right now. Um, but I can tell you that, you know, Montas here, uh, his exit velocity, despite not pitching that great, has been good. It's 88 miles an hour. So anything, you know, South of 90, I kind of like, and he's been mixing in more, uh, sliders and splitters uh, with his pitches. So, again, he's not relying on that first pitch strike being a fastball. Um, but his fastball is still 96-97 with excellent sinking action, generate ground balls, more than fly balls. And you're going to see Granke throwing it maybe at 88. So, I think you have to lean to the A's to tie this thing up. Yeah, I'll agree with you there, uh, obviously. And, uh, you know, Granke was battling a couple uh, injuries here late in the season. Uh, they say there's no structural issues going on, but you got to, you got to, you got to, um, you know, kind of 
you know, guess is his arm going to be all there today or not? You know, he is getting up there in age. He is, uh, you know, an older statesman, an elder statesman, if you will, a 36 years old, uh, been playing baseball a long time. He's obviously had a very good career, but, uh, you know, with a couple injuries here, you know, maybe it's kind of bothering him a little bit. You got to think he might get roughed up a little bit today by these A's bats and, I'm going to lean with Montas here. I think he's, like you said, better than his stats indicate. I think he's going to get it together here, and I'm going to I'm going to go with the A's as well again today. Uh, next game, good. yeah, next game on the board. Uh, this is uh, this is has been the play the last couple of days, and it's come through for us. And uh, we got Ryan Thompson on the mound to open the game. It, it, when the news when the news was released, who the starting pitcher was for the Tampa Bay Rays today, it didn't say. Ryan Thompson to start uh, this game. It said Ryan Thompson to open. So you got to think it's going to be a bullpen game today for the Rays. Uh, Ryan Thompson, the righty, uh, and the Rays plus 125. New York Yankees are rolling out the lefty in Jordan Montgomery, and they're minus 140, minus 145, depending where you're shopping right now, over under nine runs. Uh, Give us some stats and some metrics on these guys. I mean, off the top, I mean, I know Jordan Montgomery is just kind of like in the same league almost as Kyle Wright. You know, he's doesn't really have, you know, in my opinion, very shaky guy, can give up a lot of runs. And, uh, you know, these, these Tampa Bay Rays really can hit the ball. They run well. They, they play a good team game. So what do you got to say here uh, for the Rays-Yankees game today? With uh, Jordan Montgomery, he, you're absolutely right. He, he throws um... – Average speeds at the Major League Baseball level. Um, you'll see 92, 93 for his fastball. Uh, he does throw a cutter occasionally, which is just a slightly slower because of the spin. And uh, I guess his best pitch would be his, his changeup. Uh, and you'll see him throw a, a, a curve more than the changeup to the, to the right-handed batters. He'll use the change against the lefties. Uh, but he's a very predictable uh, style of pitcher he's not the type of guy that's going to be able to hit corners um and will look to you know get the ball over the plate and put it in play so strikeout percentages for him are are low based on the major league baseball average uh so in this game i I think you see uh the rays attack that first pitch just like they did last night again and uh you know, it is interesting that you said Ryan Thompson was listed as the opener. You know, I almost like that. Because the Tampa Bay in many ways is like the Oakland A's in terms of money ball. You know, they're not a huge budget. And you know, over the years, I find myself cheering for these types of teams to beat the, the, the big bankroll type teams like the Yankees. Absolutely. It almost feels good. You know, it's like, you know, I lived in New York. It was in the beginning, it was great with the Yankee games, going to see them. But then... You know, with all due respect, Stein Brown was a great businessman. We started buying the World Series, and then it, it just – when they didn't win it, it was, it was like, oh, man, what a letdown. Uh, but at any rate, I think this game here, we just keep riding the horse. Um, again, seven-star play, Tampa Bay Rays, uh, to send the Yankees home here. And I guess they'll have to figure out how they're going to get away – from the problems they have with the luxury tax and how they're going to lose some of these big salaries that they have that really aren't panning out. Uh, but that's a story for another time. Yeah, guys, if you're not following John on Twitter, his uh, handle's John at John Ryan Sports One. I mean, this guy's pumping out plays left and right. Gave us a seven-star play based on his uh, algorithms and machine learning yesterday with the Rays. Again today, seven stars with the Rays. At plus money, you just this guy's phenomenal with baseball, and uh, it shows. It really does show. Um, you know, I saw an interesting tweet yesterday and last night. Um, Trevor Bauer, uh, the great pitcher, Trevor Bauer, he's just watching these games and he's tweeting out, "Well, it looks like the Yankees need some starting pitching," uh, and then he's <laughs> tweeting out again during the Dodger game, <clears throat> it "Looks like the Padres need some starting pitching." Uh, you know, if if one of those two teams add Trevor Bauer, it's going to be scary. It's going to be real scary. There's a lot of baggage in that acquisition for sure. Unfortunately, you know, incredibly talented. 
incredibly, incredibly talented, uh, incredibly talented dude, Trevor Bauer. He's a fantastic pitcher. So if he ever does get to one of those two teams, it's going to be real, real scary. Uh, I'm not seeing a line on the next game, uh, John. Maybe you do. Uh, and that uh, the, the Dodgers have not announced uh, starting pitching today. So it's the Dodgers versus the Padres. Uh, it's going to be more, more on more. I don't even know how to pronounce it. More on more, John, the lefty for the Padres yep. against undecided uh, for the Dodgers. Do you have any thoughts on who potentially might start here for the Dodgers? I guess um, Julio Urias was supposed to be the guy. Uh, but I don't know any situation with like injury or, you know, perhaps being up in the series, they're going to do an opener, which would be, I think the first time we've ever done that. Um, but it's just showing, you know, having to play every day for this many games. Now these teams are into the 70th plus game of having a schedule like this with multiple double headers throughout. Um, I think it just reflects that. Um, you know, with, with this situation, um, I think it is pronounced more, John. They're both, these guys would be both lefties, uh, which makes more sense that Urias will be the, the guy from the Dodgers. It would be weird uh, if his name was pronounced moron, because then I would be a moron <laughs> for saying that. So That's true. You'll stand corrected if it's not pronounced that way. Yeah. <laughs> so... Uh, with this game, as good as San Diego played this year, it's, it's hard to see them coming back against how great the Dodger team is top to bottom. You know, the Dodgers team, is a, when they play bad, they're better than 80% of the teams in the playoffs. Um, Morjan has a, a 7-10 ERA over his last three. Um, you know, I think this is clearly they're using him as the opener and then try to get two innings out of them and go on, or maybe three if they're lucky. Um, but I, I sure wouldn't be in that situation as, as a manager, knowing that I have a guy like this on the hill uh, that could give up a boatload of runs in a hurry against this lineup. So when the line comes out, I, I really think it's going to be – I'm just throwing this out there. I think 220. Wow. Uh, I was going to go a little lower. I was going to go Dodgers minus $1.90, but basically, I guess, in the same sort of range. It's not going to come cheap. Uh, and the higher it goes, obviously, the more it takes us out of making a, a, a bet. Because you, you really don't ever want to lay 220 wood and lose. Um, for obvious reasons, that sounded pretty dumb. But you understand what I'm saying? Like 220, I, I avoid. Uh, unless I think the team's going to win by like six runs, then I'll do the run line. Um, but it's always better to have that plus sign with a dog in Major League Baseball, uh, especially if I have two dogs and then you can parlay them together. That's where you really get the, the profitability over the course of a season, you know, not just one day. Yeah, maybe a little pizza parlay, throw a slice of pizza on it. Maybe the Marlins, the Tampa Bay Rays, all both at plus money. And the Dodgers maybe minus one and a half, or lay the or lay the big or lay the wood, you know, and and the and the A's. I mean, that could be, you know, if we're right on all three yeah. of them, then you know, big payday, uh, you know, ten bucks, five bucks, who knows? Uh, anyways, yeah, I mean, I like throwing little pizza parlays from time to time. Uh, the listeners love it, so uh, yeah, maybe I'll throw a little pizza parlay today on the Twitter on the Twitter machine when I uh, get off here. Um, but good. Yeah, John, we got, uh, we got some NFL to talk about. Let's run through a few of these games here, uh, if not all of the games, maybe spend a minute or two on each game. Um, we got a Thursday night football game between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Chicago Bears. The Bears. The Bears are plus four at home, home underdogs here. And uh, Tampa Bay TB, Tom Brady and company will be a short road dog here. I'm seeing anywhere from minus three with a lot of juice, minus 125, minus 130, all the way to minus four, minus 105 on the bucks. Uh, so it really just depends where you're shopping and getting these lines. Over under is 45 in this game. Man, I had the Bears last week in a teaser. They came through for me. It was really nice. Big payday for the listeners as well. Uh, we had a little uh, – 
two for two teaser action. But I watched that Bears game because it was the last leg of the teaser, and man, they were horrible. And I don't think that this Colts team is that good. I don't think that Colts defense was that good. Um, I just think it had a lot to do with timing and working with the the new quarterback there in Chicago. Their defense didn't look great as well. Tom Brady, on the other hand, fantastic day. I believe it was five touchdowns on the day for Brady against the Chargers to come back. I believe it was from, what, 17 down to beat the uh, San Diego Chargers by a touchdown. And now you got Tampa Bay rolling into uh, Soldier Field, I believe, uh, <laughs> Chicago Bears to take on the Bears. And, man, I hate – I hate – it's going to be such a public play, I feel like, with the Bucks. But this line's come down a little bit. Are you seeing any info in terms of public money and reverse line movement here? But – you got it's either a stay away game or or load up on the Tampa Bay Bucks. I mean, we know we touched upon it yesterday that you really like the Bucks here, and I really don't see any reason to not be on board with you. It, the problem is the injuries on the on the Bucks side of the equation here. They it's doubtful, I guess, that Mike Evans is even going to start tonight, and that is that is a little bit of a concern. But that's what's caused the line to collapse. Um. Still, out of uh, more than 6,000 bets that I track over 20 different sports books, 77% of them are on the, on the Bucks, which technically is a red flag because we don't want to be on the public side necessarily all the time. Um, and only 31% of the money so far has been on, on Brady and the Bucks. So that is a bit of a concern here. And uh, being from the Philadelphia area, I know how Nick Foles can play. And uh, I have many written documents illustrating why the Eagles at the time should not get rid of Nick Foles. And if anything, they should have traded Carson Wentz. Couldn't agree with you. Couldn't agree with you more. Right on that. Couldn't agree with you more. But Foles has that magic. You know, sure, if you're going to compare Foles to literally anybody else in the, in the NFL level, he doesn't have the arm that most of them have. He doesn't have this. He doesn't have that. He doesn't run real well. But for whatever reason, he electrifies the other 10 guys in the huddle, and they suddenly perform like a team that you couldn't even imagine. So that, that concerns me a little bit too. But, you know, the machine learning tools are, are clearly on the bucks tonight. And I'm sure everybody's wondering what happens with uh, teams that have quarterbacks that threw for five touchdowns in the previous game. So I'm going to quickly do that, Ira. Uh, since 2002, there's been 98 games in which a quarterback threw for five touchdowns or more. And uh, on this list, this would be a good trivia question because it, it's pretty obvious, but if you get down to the fourth guy, it might be a little bit surprising. But the top guys, Drew Brees with 11 games, Peyton Manning with 10, Tom Brady with seven, Roethlisberger with six. Those four account for 35% of the 98 games where somebody threw for five or more touchdowns. So what we're concerned about is what happens next. How do these quarterbacks do? You would think inherently, like after a big game like that, like in the NBA, somebody scores 50, then the next game they score 18. Um, but in this case, these studs and you know, future Hall of Famers actually come back with pretty solid performances. So taking the... Uh, Manning out of the equation and substituting um, Russell Wilson, who would then be the number four on the active list of guys who've thrown five touchdowns or more in a game. The over suddenly comes to, to late. And with these four quarterbacks, their next game is seeing the over go 23, 10 and one for 70% winners since 2002. So in that case, as soon as I saw the over and then I looked at the, the machine learning stuff, that favors Brady having another solid game tonight. Um, I can't imagine him having any problem uh, throwing to a guy that was uh, taking care of concrete on a road yesterday because he's used to that with the Patriots. Uh, there was, I mean, how many times did you watch Brady throw to somebody and you never heard the name before? So I think no matter who's in the lineup tonight, um, they're fast becoming the Patriots of the, of the South. And it's plug and play and on we go. 
So uh, I could be dead wrong on this, uh, but I do like the Bucks a lot at three. I see some of the lines coming back now in that reverse line movement that you mentioned at four. Um, but if you really want to get aggressive playing the over, um, and maybe even the team over on the Patriots, which is 24 and a half, I think, Ira. On the bus. I think, I think it's, it's either 24 or 24 and a half. So clearly, if, if you like the Bucks, you got to believe they're going to score more than that. Uh, and, of course, if they score more than that, then the over almost becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. So that would be the, the parlay if you really wanted to go for it. My buddy who covers the Dodgers for the athletic uh, senior writer for the athletic. He is a beat writer. He covers the Dodgers uh, fraternity brother of mine just posted on Twitter that breaking news, Dustin may will start tonight for the Dodgers. Ah. Pedro Mora. That's uh, my buddy's name. He covers the Dodgers for the athletic. He just released that on Twitter. So he will be starting in place for the Dodgers against more John for the Padres. Just breaking news. Wanted to let you know. Uh, so that's interesting. Um, but yeah, man, I, I, John, do you see that? What about, I mean, going back to the Dodger game for a second, what a fantastic uh, catch that was by Bellinger robbing yeah, that, that, was of that home run. Definitely a game saver. Wow. What a fantastic yep. play that was. So that's unbelievable. Uh, anyways, we'll move on bucks bucks. It is uh, interesting game here. Another interesting game as as always, and I'll probably be on this one as well. Uh, Carolina plus one on the road in Atlanta, over under 54 and a half. Man, it's hard to trust these Falcons right now. I really like the Panthers. I like how they're playing. Teddy Bridgewater re- really reinventing himself down in Carolina. Um, you know, and, um, you know, Mike Davis has been pretty good. Been pretty good for the pa- Carolina Panthers as the uh, backup running back there. So, you know, I'm a big uh, truther in running backs don't matter in the NFL. So uh, it, it's just plug and play here with the Panthers picking up right where Christian McCaffrey left off. I like the Panthers plus the one here. I'm not uh, a big believer in the Falcons. What about you? I'm on the same page as you, Ira. Um, it's amazing to me that the Falcons are 0-4. You know, if, if football was played in two quarters and not four, they would be 4-0. Um, and it's hard to believe that, um, you know, at the high school level, I remember the, the day that you get out to a, a nice 14-point lead and then you're just, you're waiting for the wheels to come off. Something bad's going to happen. Uh, and then you mature a little bit over the years and you realize that, you know, you just stay in the moment one play at a time, you know, and get into that, that type of mindset, and uh, you learn how to overcome those fears. But it seems like Atlanta, like, I mean, they've been, I think they led three of these four games through three quarters and then just puked. Well, not the uh, Green so, Bay game, I don't think. But other than that, yes. Yeah, Green right. Bay was, uh, they, they, they never had a lead, I guess, in the Green Bay game. Yeah, other than that, you're completely right. right. Atlanta should, be, should have been 3-0 to start and then 3-1. and one if you play just two or three quarters in those games. So especially the uh, Dallas game. Because now we're learning that Dallas isn't who we thought they were. So that's not a good loss, as they as some people like to say. Um, and that makes it more apparent to me that Carolina is the is the team to play here. Even though they're on the road, getting one, you just you can't take good money and throw it on the Falcons and lose. It's just that's it's better just to sit and watch the game. Carolina is the play here for me. I love what Matt Rule is doing in Carolina uh, with Joe Brady, Teddy Bridgewater, uh, DJ Moore, and Robbie Anderson. Big fans of those guys. And uh, Carolina plus the one for me. A next game that we've already spoken about and previewed on the pod, but we'll just touch upon it again. Raiders, the lines come down. I've seen it bounce around anywhere from 12 to 14. Uh, I bet it at, I believe it was 13 I took the Raiders at. And the Raiders line has now come down to 12 against the Kansas City Chiefs in Arrowhead. Uh, obviously, Patrick Mahomes situation, hugging uh, Stephen Gilmore, who has tested positive COVID after the game uh, in last week's battle between those two teams. Uh, I like the Raiders here. Like I said before, they played a really tough game against the Bills for three quarters. Bills, I think, are probably one of the best teams in the NFL as a whole defense and offense. I'm a big Josh Allen guy, always have been. I've had him on my fantasy team pretty much each and every year, uh, with the exception of this year. Just couldn't get him in my auction league 
with the budget that I had left. Um, but yeah, big, 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 uh, big on the Raiders, uh, this week. Uh, I'll, I'll also lay the, I'll also take the 12 as well. I'll probably play it in the super contest, which I believe the line is 12 and a half, um, in this matchup. So I'm going to go Raiders here. What about you? Any, uh, any reasons why we shouldn't be backing the Raiders? It seems, uh, too good to be true. Um, and this game is, is one of the lower active betting games up if I'm saying that right, you know, the number of tickets bet so far of the 20 that I monitor is towards the lower end. Well, he also came off the... Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Board for two days as well. Because of the Mahomes thing, right? Yeah, it came off the board. I see it back on this morning right now at 1 o'clock. So I don't know if it came on just now, but it was off the board yesterday for sure, and it was off the board on Tuesday as well. Yeah, so the, the line, a lot of times I break it down, is what the line is, is projecting for a final score. Not that Vegas is projecting this, but this is based on human behavior, and, and Vegas wants equal action on both sides. So at minus 12 and, and 55 points, uh, that basically comes out to about, what is it, 35, 35-21-ish, 35, 34-22. So right in that range, 34-22, and the point being that if Kansas City scores 28 points, they probably cover. Um, I don't have the number right in front of me right now, but I know that very good offensive teams at the NFL level, if they score 28 or more, uh, especially at home, the ATS records are up there in that 70% range. I like the idea with the double-digit dog in the NFL because that's always been a good bet. Pros do that all the time. And to your point, the super contest, that will be a – no doubt Las Vegas will be a – one of the top five picks, in my opinion, in that contest. And a lot of it just for that reason. It's a double-digit NFL dog, and that's what you do. Um, you know, they, they uh, outran, outpassed the Buffalo Bills last week. But they are still have growing pains and way too many mistakes. Too many turnovers at critical points, too many false starts. That instead of having second and five, you have second and 10. And you can't do that against Kansas City. Um, Definitely not. I think that's the, that's the X factor. If they play a clean game, the plus 12 is going to be gold. I agree with that. Moving on to the next game, which is a weird fishy line to me as well. And that is the Los Angeles Rams traveling to Washington to take on the football team. Uh, Rams minus seven and a half, minus seven in some spots as well over under 45 it's a little weird here just because teasers and things like that um seems like vegas isn't really taking the rams too seriously neither is offshore uh football obviously a football team obviously we know good front seven for this team i believe there are some injuries up front i'd have to confirm that but 
The Rams, you know, they did look uh, they, they looked very flat last week. They came out flat against the Bills in the first half. They came out flat last week against the Giants, uh, barely covering the teaser number last week for the Rams. I had that in my teaser as well. So, phew, escaped that one too. We had to get lucky on those teasers last week, let's be real. Um, but it's a weird line to me. I think the Rams roll this week. I think it's a good teaser pick. I... You know, Kyle Allen coming in to start for Dwayne Haskins, who should never have been an NFL quarterback to begin with. Um, Kyle Allen coming to Washington. I think it's very strange, uh, the quarterback situation there. I don't think that they'll be able to do much against this Rams defense. I expect the Rams to roll in this one. What about you? Yeah, I think that's the correct side. Uh, Washington defense, uh, despite some of the new names they have and the expectation they were going to be much better, uh, are not. Uh, they're giving up more than 27 points a game, and the Rams historically have done well with a 16-5 and against the spread record in road games versus struggling defenses giving up 27 or more points a game. Uh, they're also 32-16 and for 67% in road games. Versus struggling teams that are getting outscored by six or more points per game. So those are two, um, you know, when you start getting into the yards per point, yards per play, um, in which the Redskins, I think, are dead last. Um, it's either them or the, the Giants or the Jets. And when you mention a team in that company, it doesn't really matter um, where they rank. But defensive efficiency, as, as I named it, uh, when it doesn't take many, many yards for an offense to score, uh, it's not a good team to bet on. The game can get way out of hand real quick. And uh, if you're going to bet this game, it's, it's got to be on the Rams. Yeah, and I think, uh, I mean, I don't know what your thoughts are here, but what about buying a half point here and laying seven with the Rams at minus 120, which you can do right now? That makes sense to me. Um, Generally, I'm not a big uh, fan of buying the half point. Neither am I. Neither am I, but I just think at minus 120, it's decent enough to play it. And not minus 130. I wouldn't play it at probably minus 130. But at minus 120, I think the juice might be worth the squeeze here. I agree. Because you just don't want to get in that situation of the backdoor cover. Exactly. Uh, next game on the board, we got the Jacksonville Jaguars and Garner Mustache Minshew against – Bobless, the the GM fired, the the the, the Texans without Bill O'Brien. He's finally gone, and uh, that's made a lot of Houston Texan fans very happy. You got to think this one's going to be in a lot of teasers as well, teasing the Texans down to win the game. Man, I think this one's going to be a shootout. Both these defenses are kind of bad. Uh, over the total, fifty-four looks like a solid play, but. Uh, Man, I never really count these Jacksonville Jaguars out. They can put points on the board and, and stay in this game, I think. So give me some thoughts. I haven't made a decision yet in this game, but give me some thoughts on the Texans versus the Jaguars. Jaguars coming into uh, Houston to play them. This is another one of those surprises in the NFL we see every year. Houston had that tremendous magical run last year at the, at the second half of the season, only to fall flat on their face now. Um, and a coaching change needed to happen. It probably should have happened a long time ago, but that's not really the point. 70% of the uh, tickets are being bet on Houston here, uh, which is the public money, but the majority of the money is going on Jacksonville. I knew it. Uh, so this, I knew this it. Could, well, it, it could change, Ira. You know, we're, we're here Thursday afternoon, and by you know, Saturday it could be more of an even situation. Uh, but the early uh, decisions by the betters, the professionals, the bigger, uh, bigger size betters, the uh, wise guys, as they like to call them, are on, are on the Jaguars. I kind of like it. I'm not going to lie. I mean, I, I like teasing the Texans down to win the game, probably. Uh, that would be my first thought. But the Jags at six points, I mean, that back door is wide open. It's going to be wide open all day. That's kind of where I'm at with that game. Uh, let's move on to another weird game, weird line here. And that's uh, the new Joe Flacco, Cool Joe, and the New York Jets taking on Kyler Murray and company. 
Arizona's coming into New York as a seven and a half point road favorite in this one, over under 47 points. Man, it's another another one of those games where you got to think all the teaser money is going to be on the Cardinals here. Is there a reason not to back the Cardinals at minus seven and a half right here? I just thought I would be so mad at myself if I ever bet the Jets. And, and I did it once already this year, and I'll never do it again. Uh, against the Broncos, Thursday Night Football, I, I bet the Jets, and I'll never do it again. I'll never do it again. Not, as, not with Adam Gase as the head coach. Uh, not with the cast over there. Just not happening. Not doing it. So it's either Cardinals or bust for me. Either Cardinals or pass here. Yeah, and I agree with that. I'm just pulling up the betting flows here to, to see what's going on in this game. Arizona started off looking like a Super Bowl contender, and then all of a sudden they fell a little flat the last couple of weeks. I do expect them to bounce back in this spot against this obviously horrible Jets team. So uh, what, are the, what are the betting flows saying right now? Well, it's, uh, it's kind of that mixed bag again. There's really not enough uh, tickets being bet uh, to really make a statement on it. It's, it is definitely um, – it's, it's definitely leaning, believe it or not, uh, money-wise on the Jets. Uh, those, but those it, wise it's guys. really not fair for me to make a statement on it because it, it's way too early. There's not enough bets made on this game for obvious reasons. Um, yeah, I, you know, I, I'd have to go to, uh, one of those meetings afterwards if I ever bet the Jets and, uh, Arizona won 49 to three. Um, I'm just not doing it. I'll literally, I'll, I'll, uh, I won't be able to look myself in the mirror if I bet the Jets again this year. So I don't <laughs> care if it covers, I don't care if the Jets cover, I don't care if the Jets win the game. I'm just not doing it. I refuse to bet these Jets with Gates at the helm. Yeah, it's, uh. There's, there's other games out there, and I, I, I think I'd even bet on the Korean baseball uh, situation before I would bet on uh, the Jets with all due respect to them. Love Someday Korean. they'll be a good team. It's just not going to be this week. Love Korean baseball. Anyways, moving on, we got your Philadelphia Philly. Oh, sorry. Philadelphia Eagles and Carson Wentz against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Steelers laying seven at home, minus 115 over under in this game is a whopping 44 and a half uh eagles obviously came out to play against the uh the jv team of the san francisco 49ers got the victory there uh, i don't expect it to go the same way this week with uh the pittsburgh steelers ben roethlisberger juju smith schuster james connor and uh steelers have a pretty uh pretty stout defense there as well i do like their both sides of the ball there for the steelers and uh i do think that they're they're a nice little dark horse to win the Super Bowl this year. Any thoughts for you on this game? I don't really have an opinion as the line for me is just a little too high at seven to bet either side. I think you're right with uh, the Eagles getting the win against the JV. Uh, as you know, I had the 49ers, and I loved the 49ers, and I own up to the fact that I lost that game, and it was not a good call at all. I had the Eagles. Just, just I made a bet maybe ten minutes before game time. Got I think eight or eight and a half, and never really had to sweat it. But uh, I wish I had it in the super contest as one of my picks. I'll, I'll tell you that. Yeah, for, from my, from my view here on the East Coast, it was um, it was obvious early on that it was not the right pick. Um, but you know the the thing that stuck out in watching the game was that there was guys at wide receiver off the practice squad that we're playing with more intensity and more enthusiasm, more urgency than the starters on the Eagles. And for whatever reason, that's a big, big problem with the Eagles. I don't know if you can trust them week to week. Uh, you certainly can't say that they've turned the corner now and they're going to you know, win the next eight. Definitely They not. certainly could, but I, no. I would bet against it. No, definitely not. Um, so I think, I think laying the, the seven here – um, I haven't run my models yet, but I, I soon will. But I, I know it won't be on the Eagles. Uh, and if there is a play, you know, like a seven-star, they would be on the Steelers. You know, and I agree with you. The Steelers are that dark horse uh, that has the potential to come out of nowhere and knock the Chiefs off the, uh, you know, the crown. I actually uh, – the Steelers will probably be a teaser play um, for me this week for the listeners. 
I just, man, this Eagles team, it's just something else. They're just horrible. You can get the Steelers right now 20 in some spots, some spots 22 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. So it could be an interesting little dark horse there. Just throw it out there. Maybe we'll have to uh, cut this clip and post it to Twitter if, uh, if, I'm, if I'm right. Uh, next game on the board, we got the Miami Dolphins. And uh, I believe Fitzmagic will be the starter again. There was some early talks this week about maybe Tua becoming the starter in Miami, but it looks like Fitzpatrick will be the man in San Francisco this week. San Francisco 49ers, obviously very banged up team. Not sure if Garoppolo will be back. Maybe you have heard it otherwise, but uh, in any case, the 49ers are minus nine here over under 49 and a half uh, with magic at the helm for the dolphins. I kind of lean plus the nine uh, right here. What about you? I'm off this game uh, because of the, the way the 49ers played last week. Um, it's hard to, to back them with all the injuries, and obviously I underestimated those, those uh, missing parts in the Eagles play. But um, the 49ers are in the NFC West, and I was trying to get the, uh, the standings here. Um, in the NFC West, Seattle is 4-0, Rams 3-1, and then they're tied with Arizona 2-2. So clearly the, the best of the divisions in the NFC. You could easily have two wild cards coming out of there. Uh, but there's got to be a sense of urgency here to get a win and get up to 3-2. and two. Uh, Being favored by nine, that's a high probability it'll happen one way or another. But I, I would be a pass on this game. Um, I don't see anything that really uh, opens my eyes to any solid opportunity. I'll agree with you there. It's probably going to be a pass game for me as well. I just slightly lean to the Dolphins, but uh, no real true strong conviction there. Uh, next team on the board, this is going to be kind of a snooze fest here, I believe. I think it's going to be a wide, victor, wide margin of victory or a potential for a shootout here. So you both tease it down and tease over the total. And that's the Dallas Cowboys, New York Giants, Dallas minus nine and a half over under 54 points. So listen, listen, John, I'll be the first to admit this Dallas team, this Dallas defense is just, man, I could play better defense than them. Okay. And I've never played contact football in my life. Uh, I know how to, I, I can, I can, I can figure out how to tackle someone. I, I promise you that I'm a, I'm a, Jewish guy, six foot, 100, <laughs> 175 pounds. I mean, I could make tackles that these guys at 6'4", 220, who can, you know, deadlift 400 whatever pounds can't make, okay? This is, it's been atrocious. It's been absolutely atrocious what you've seen in Dallas from their defensive side of the ball. On the other hand, their offense, you know, that's been down a lot of points lately. He's been throwing the ball pretty well been lighting it up I do expect that to continue for Dallas their offense will continue to roll against this Giants team uh but on the flip side as we saw last week Giants held in there with the Rams and a little bit of a fluke weird game for the Rams uh but this Dallas Dallas Cowboys defense might allow some points to Daniel Jones and this offense uh what do you what do you got to say about this one it's not a game I'm really looking at the bet but I am eyeing over the total right now what do, you, what do you think Jason Garrett's doing uh, in his time off uh, and he has time to think about his former employer? He's clapping. He's be laughing. He's clapping. Laughing. But I think it also shows what a, what a job he did, even though it looked horrible at the time. Um, you know, with Tomlin and Pittsburgh having, you know, those two, you know, perennial all pros in Antonio Brown and, uh, and Bell, and then they leave and you find out what a cancer they both were in the locker room goes to his credit of managing that team as well as he has. And I think the same thing is coming uh, full circle here in Dallas. Well, they were, I mean, they replaced Garrett with just an atrocious uh, coach. I mean, I very much dislike Mike McCarthy very much. It's not, it's not the right um, combination of players. I think. Um, you know, just at some point, we all know how Prescott can get uh, just with his negotiations with his contract. And sooner or later, it's, it's going to be 
Prescott calling the plays. Um, and, that, and that's kind of not good, but it can't be any worse than, it, than it's been. They've been, like you said, on offense, they, they really are in the top of the league in their, in their scoring. But the defense gave up uh, – they give up last week. 307 rushing yards, franchise record, to the Cleveland Browns, who Nick Chubb didn't play a down from the first quarter on. Yeah, well, Kareem Hunt is uh, – he's uh, he could be a starter on any team in the NFL. Good point, but 307. No, I'm not. I'm not defending no, yeah. Dallas at all. At all, I I think it's they're a horrible defense. And the 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 fact is that um, you know Cleveland recognized this to their credit. They ran the ball twice as much as they threw it. And you know we're not looking at Georgia Tech playing Army, where that would happen at the NFL level. It is so rare that you have twice as many running plays as passing plays. And whatever adjustments Dallas tried to make on defense didn't work. You know, it just did not work. They looked like they were, I hate to say it, they looked like they were at a scrimmage. They, you know, they were slow. They were slow to get to the huddle. They just didn't seem like any, like, a, like they were playing a real game. Um, they've lost all four to the spread. They're lucky to have won the game in Atlanta. You know, I'll go on a limb here, and this is a game where I, I feel pretty good about taking the Giants. And until that defense on Dallas is shows me otherwise, I'll take the over. Yeah. So I think your teaser idea, tease the Giants, tease the over, and let's see what happens. That might be a good play, actually, now that I think about it. Uh, it's going to be contrarian. Look- you know, nobody's going to want to take the Giants. Yeah, tease it up to, uh, tease it up to what, 16 and a half. 15 and a half, yeah. depending on what point you're taking. But, yeah, I like over, teasing over, maybe the Giants here, and it's a good point. Uh, anyways, we'll move on to the game of the week for me, and I've already bet it, and we've talked about it, and we'll talk about it a little bit more. And that's the Cleveland Browns. This line's come down from two and a half, which I got, and I bet it at two and a half. It is down to Cleveland plus one and a half at home, home dog against the Colts. Uh, I'm surprised this line hasn't moved any further. Uh, I do think by kickoff it will be a pick. Uh, that that was why I bet the two and a half. I, I just thought it was not the right line. That's not where I was at with my numbers. I think it should be Cleveland uh, minus one. So I have Cleveland favored in this game. I still think there's a little bit of value here in this number. And uh, I don't think the Colts are that good. I, I really don't. Not with uh, Phillip Rivers at the helm. I do think that their rest of their squad is very good. But uh, with Phillip Pick Rivers in there, and listen, I'm a fan, San Diego Charger fan, so – uh, I watch a lot of Phillip Rivers. There's going to be times he's going to throw some bad picks. He's been okay at managing them this year, but this Browns defense is pretty good. Miles Garrett, uh, they got they can make plays on defense. I expect Phillip Rivers to have to struggle. I expect uh, their running game not to be as strong this week against this Cleveland Browns uh, defensive front, and uh, that's why I'm uh, I'm going with the Browns here. Yeah, I think that's the right play too, Ira. Um, I haven't run my stuff yet on this game, but. We will find out if the Colts are as good as they appear to be. I would take the side that they're not. Uh, there's been a lot of talk in the major networks about how good the defense is, uh, but I, I don't see it here. And believe me, I had, um, I, I'm embarrassed to say I had Dallas as a seven-star play for the, for the uh, subscribers to my service. And, um, you know, I was pretty much made a fool out of with Cleveland uh, just destroying them in Dallas. Uh, I didn't see that coming at all. And um, maybe now Baker, Baker Mayfield has matured enough to run that offense as well as he did on the road. And now facing a, an opponent that we don't know what Dallas is and we don't know what the Colts are. But we do know what Cleveland is for once. And that's, that's one of the main reasons why I, I definitely would play Cleveland. Um, they've shown to be the better team. I think that Cleveland, uh, to me, they've just been missing. Uh, they've just been missing a decent scheme and a good head coach. And I think they have it there. They're finally starting to get it together. And uh, I'm on the Browns here. And I like to bet when I'm betting NFL, I like to bet on the sides where 
the market overvalues a team and maybe the market doesn't necessarily value another team quite as high. I've been on the Browns every single week in my betting, in my teasers, and in my super contests and circa millions. I will continue to ride the Browns here, and uh, that is why I already laid it. Uh, I already got down with the points at home as a home dog. Next game on the board, we got the Minnesota Vikings against Russell Wilson and Mr. Unstoppable. Uh, Man, these Seahawks really rolling so far. They're minus 7, minus 120 offshore right now at home against this Vikings team that finally eked out its first victory. It's a tough line here, but you got to think Seattle minus seven at home is a good number. Yeah, I'm a little leery of it uh, because Minnesota has shown uh, a little bit to me in the, in the recent weeks. Um, just trying to pull up the game here. This is the Sunday night game, too. Um, yeah, Minnesota's one in three, but again, arguably should have, would have, could have club. They could, could have been the opposite. That doesn't change what your record is. I, I like the over on this because of the Seattle offense is really playing well. And the Seattle and defense that, isn't so uh, great either. What's that? And the Seattle defense isn't so great either. No, and I think that's a sign that they're spending too much time on the field because sometimes, you know, Russell Wilson, it's not a 12-play, 10-minute um, drive. It's very quick sometimes, and the defense is right back out there. Um, so I, I think, you know, Seattle, uh, at seven, I think that's, that's the correct side. And then, uh, taking the over, which has come down now from 58 to, I guess, 57 at some places. Yeah. I see 57 and a half right now. And that number is looking like it's continuing to drop, but yeah, I think the reason it's going to drop is just because Minnesota loves to run the ball with Dalvin Cook, take time off the clock, hold the ball. You know, that's just kind of their game plan. Kirk Cousins, you know, struggling a little bit here in this early going in this season. But, uh, yeah, it's a good should be a good Sunday night game, and I'm looking forward to it. I don't really have too much invested or uh, conviction on this game. But, uh, yeah, you got to think the Seahawks and uh, maybe the over if it comes down a little bit. But I'm going to wait till Sunday afternoon probably to bet this game, see where the line shakes out. I'm not looking to jump on anything too early. Uh, another game we've talked about, and this is the last game that we will cover, and that is Monday Night Football, and that's Los Angeles Chargers traveling to New Orleans to take on the Saints. Saints minus 7.5 right now, minus 115, over under 51. Like I said, I got down on the Chargers. I think they're a really good team, really good secondary. Herbert can move the ball, really like him running this offense. Uh, Saints, we've talked about it. Breeze looks a little bit shaky. He looks a little bit indecisive at times. And, um, you know, I don't know if it's, you know, like we said, we don't know if it's their new scheme they're trying to run. He looks a little hesitant, things like that. We talked about it. I'm taking the Chargers here plus a seven and a half. I do expect, you know, it is only Thursday here, but I got to think that this line is going to move in favor of the Saints uh, just because the public loves backing the Saints. So maybe I jumped in a little too early, got a little aggressive at the plus seven and a half. Maybe we'll, only time will tell where the line moves. Um, but if this line moves more in favor of the Saints, which it has heavier juice on the Saints right now, minus 115, if you get eight, eight and a half, I think it's a great play, especially teasing the Chargers up here as well, like we did last week. So, uh, John, I know uh, I know you're on the same side as me. Have you done any uh, more homework on this game, or you're still standing pat with the Chargers? I'm standing pat with the Chargers. Um, I agree with everything you said. Uh, I do think that until proven otherwise, uh, Breeze is having trouble, for whatever reason, uh, letting the long vertical pass rip. And maybe that's because he's missing his, uh, his favorite wide receiver at the time, too. Uh, but I don't believe he is playing, uh, which is a big weapon out of the lineup. And, uh, you know, Herbert's been, been looking great. Sure know, what, has. A, what a draft pick he was. Um, 31% of the bets, number of tickets are on the Chargers. 78% of the money. So that's the clearly a good thing for us who like the Chargers. Uh, there's really no flows on the, on the total at all that would uh, give us any uh, good meaning. 
but the the Chargers, I think, um, are the pick. You know, I, I always come back to like the Saints have been perennial playoff teams and contenders for the Super Bowl every single season. And there comes a time where you know age does catch up with certain quarterbacks and some not. But you know, I would hate to see this being the end of Drew Brees. Of course, I would never wish that on anybody. But that has to be considered at this point. And if they lose Monday night, I'm sure that's going to, unfortunately for Breeze, that's going to be one of uh, many things the media will be talking negatively about. Uh, but, you know, the Chargers, you know, without Philip Rivers, who I, I used to think he was a warrior, because uh, he, he would just get killed in uh, a lot of those games because of lack of protection. But now Herbert's come in and it's like a totally different totally different style of team, totally different culture, and it's all positive. So, you know, I think, yeah, the Chargers are, uh, are definitely going to be a play on my end. Yeah, I love it. Uh, well, that's all the time we have for today. We want to thank John Ryan for coming on the show. You can find him again at Twitter, on Twitter, at, Giant, at John Ryan Sports one As always, I'm Iris Silver. I'm at Iris Silver Magic on Twitter. Uh, you know, follow us banter with us talk to us you know whatever you want comments questions we're always there for you this is a hoop ball presentation hoop-ball.com sponsored by manscape.com type in the promo code hoopball 20 get 20 percent off in free shipping and mybookie.ag use the promo code hoopball get 100 percent match on your first deposit as always john thank you so much and let's go win some money today on the rays the athletics potentially the marlins and the dodgers gotcha see you next time This has been a Hoop Ball presentation. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.